Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. This week on the Weekly Bugle, we may be sad that Falcon and Winter Soldier has come to an end, but we still have some geeky content to discuss, including Russell Crowe's role in Love and Thunder, Mortal Kombat, and more. We can't wait to get into it, but first, if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier. We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So I guess Russell Crowe was like, well, if Alfred Molina is going to be spilling secrets, I want to spill some too. Because this week, he seemingly confirmed that he'll be playing Zeus in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie. He said it in an interview. And I was like, um, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super shocked. Uh, I think he was, the character of Zeus was definitely on the list of things that fans were kind of, you know, trying to decide who he could be. So I'm not shocked, but I'm surprised that they let him reveal it or didn't try um, to lock him down. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. And maybe this is just my perception. But I feel like Marvel's done some very strange things lately. It seems like there's a lot of spilling of secrets that has not happened in the past, or maybe not even spilling of secrets, but not locking down of information that has previously been like, watch out for the dark guns. (laughs) Also, copping out on storylines. I was waiting for this. I had a feeling you were going to come back around. (laughs) Seriously, like I'm still just not, I'm still mad about it. I'm not over it. And I probably won't be until something else happens. But like, you know, so the Sharon being the power broker, you know, dropped halfway through the series was just like, uh, okay, so nothing else happened with that. And it's like, so convenient, so obvious. And I was like, that's just not very Marvel-esque. Like it's never, it's never the first choice. It's never obvious with them. And they kind of did the same thing in WandaVision a few times, like, you know, with her, her brother showing up, like it wasn't, you know, we really all expected it to be something different. It wasn't, we expected some more like big reveals with some of the, you know, like the Agatha who's controlling X, Y, Z. And, and there weren't any real big surprises. And I, I kind of feel like, Both of those, and I don't know, maybe it's a series thing versus like the bigger movie aspect, but I feel like that's just, it's also weird for Marvel and very uncharacteristic from what we're used to seeing. I don't know. It's weird. None of it sits well with me. The Sharon thing definitely doesn't sit well with me. I've said it. I think it's, it should have been the Mandarin. Um, especially with the Shang-Chi trailer dropping right before the finale. Um, I have a feeling that some of the, maybe some of it had to do with COVID screwing up filming, you know, that things that they wanted to make happen couldn't happen because of that. And they had to rearrange some things. And I'm going to hold out hope, kind of like I still... I'm standing on the hill with my Mephesto flag <laughs> for WandaVision. <laughs> I hope that Sharon 
that storyline makes more sense when we get some more information. Like that she's not actually the power broker, that Carly just assumes that she is, or she's an agent of the power broker. That she's not the power broker. And if it's not the Mandarin, I still kind of want it to be Zemo. And like we talked about before, that Zemo took out whoever the power broker was before. Kind of like Dread Pirate Roberts in Princess Bride, you know. Because Zemo definitely doesn't want super soldiers. So it was almost like he took over as the power broker or he was the power broker and one of his minions decided like, oh, hey, the super soldier program would be cool. And he got out of jail. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not down with that. Didn't you see what I did in <laughs> Siberia? <laughs> like, this is not my thing. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at with that. With WandaVision, at least it wasn't just Wanda because they kind of were like, it's Wanda. And I'm like, that's too obvious. So it was Agatha and Wanda. But we still know right. there's got to be a third party. Involved. Right. And at the minimum, we know like the Darkhold was, you know, somehow it's a book that's possessed. And... So it's like, right. dude, it's something. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I guess I just never looked at Wanda being the it's, you know, it's Wanda, whatever. Like, I don't I never looked at that as like, a, oh, of course, it's Wanda. Like who 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 actually did people actually think that? <laughs> Is there anybody out there that actually thought it was Wanda controlling everything? I think I really need to know this. I bet you there's some. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So going back to Russell Crowe. So, (laughs) oh, and like the spilling of the secrets on Sony's side. Yeah, that's true. The Sony side, it always happens. It's true. I mean, Tom Holland himself spills secrets because. Oh, my gosh. He's the worst. He's adorable, but he's. Yeah, that's why he gets fake scripts because they don't want him spilling anything. Um, well, and and Mark Ruffalo, like he's also terrible about. I mean, he like live streams Ragnarok. He, it's oh fine. My, oh my god, <laughs> they're <laughs> dead. It's so true. Oh my goodness, um, I always laugh so hard when I'm reminded of like the shenanigans these guys pull, and you're like, wow, wow, you guys did that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But if we want to talk <laughs> Zeus, let's talk about him for a little bit. Yeah, let's talk if, Zeus. That sounds if, good. If you don't know, in the comics, Zeus is, his storyline is very similar to his, you know, Greek mythology counterpart, um, which is kind of like Thor and Loki, all of them. It kind of goes with Norse mythology and then it'll veer off. Uh, he's likely to be at war with the Asgardians in this film, which is something that happens. Of course, eventually in the comics, he and Odin make peace. However, Odin's dead. So we don't know how that might go, but interesting enough, he also has ties to the Eternals in the comics, which may have the Eternals movie, at least because that is going to come first tie into Thor love and thunder. Cause right now I think out of all the movies, Eternals is the one kind of floating out there where we're like, how is this going to connect? Like Shang-Chi to me, I know some people are like, it doesn't make sense in the MCU. I'm like, it does. Like there's, there's stuff there. I feel like to tie Shang-Chi to existing, uh, you know, properties, but the Eternals, because there's kind of a weird team as far as mainstream mm-hmm. comics go. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how it ties in, especially since it's coming out, you know, before Love and Thunder and before Guardians 3, like where we get like space right. people, you know, so. It's a little more obscure. Yeah, it, yeah, I get why it 
it's hard for people. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying we could see that it's going to tie into Thor Love and Thunder that way with Odin and Zeus and stuff. So, we'll see. I I have to say, so I, I kind of want to talk about Mortal Kombat because... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. First of all... Hop right in. We, we are critics, like, for sure. We're movie critics. We're t- TV critics. However, mm-hmm. I feel like you and I at least are of the critic set that we can still watch something to enjoy it and not be like, is this Oscar worthy? Does it like move me in some way? You know, I feel like some critics just hate things to hate things and they expect too much. That being said, a lot of them like trash this movie guys and girls and those who identify differently. Come on. It's a video game movie, number one. Did you expect it to be some Amistad or, you know, some giant moving movie? No. Mm. Uh, What I expected was action and flawless victories of blood and guts. And that's exactly what I got. That sounds about, yeah. Now, I will say I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list of things to watch, but it's pretty far down my list, mostly because my husband will not watch it with me. My girls won't watch it and probably shouldn't. And my son will watch it. But again, like, it's sort of a watch it here in between like whatever else is happening and nobody else is around. And, you know, so like I said, kind of low on the priority list. It mostly because of the fact that we can't just all sit down and watch it. I have zero expectation that I'm going to walk into it and be like, oh my gosh, give it all the Oscars. I also expect it to just be pure, unadulterated, blood, guts, fighting, gore, and a couple hours of entertainment. And that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's what I I expect to see some killer fighting, great moves, Mm -hmm. a lot of lot of guts, a lot of blood. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. You're gonna get it. That's (laughs) yeah. So I do not expect an Oscar worthy storyline. Oh no, Oscar worthy acting. (laughs) Probably not an Oscar worthy anything other than maybe fighting. Probably some Oscar worthy fight scenes, but. I doubt any of the critics are actually going to give it the time of day to even look no, at some of those no. choreographed scenes. So, Right. So yeah. I'm a big fan of the game. And I, I think we talked about this when they dropped the trailer. I love Mortal Kombat, the game. And I also like the old 1995 movie, which, you know, is not the best either. But it's the, a the original video. movie that I told you I didn't know anything about that one. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> I know it exists now. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like I it's like any bit. So it's a video game movie. The acting is not going to be the best. The storyline is not going to be the best. And I think. Some fans were upset because, slight spoiler, this Mortal Kombat does not have the tournament in it. So it doesn't actually have Mortal Kombat. However, they're trying to set up a series of films. So if you go into it knowing that, I think it's easier to watch it and accept the fact that we're not having a tournament. Mm, because okay. they want to do the tournament in the next movie or the third movie. I think they want to do three. So a little and, trilogy that leads up to. With the final one being the, the actual yeah. combat. Right. Which, Which if makes you go, sense if they yeah. have a strategy. Yeah. 
So they have a strategy for sure. You can see how it's set up. They introduce a new character, which I th- that also kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And I'm talking fans, not critics, because critics at this point are garbage. Like, listen, and, and I'm saying that, as, like I said, as one, go into this movie just to watch like a video game that you've played come to life with like blood, guts and gore. And then you're you're perfect because you're going to get it. The The new character, I don't love him. He's okay. Again, the storylines aren't super strong, but are you watching Mortal Kombat for a strong storyline? That's like watching the Fast and the Furious movies and expecting to, I don't know, again, like, you're, come on, like, consider what it's about before you're like, the storyline's weak. Of course it's weak. That's not what it's for. The sixth like, movie is not we're here We're not for at a number story. nine because it's a great story or a perfect story. We're here for the action. Like, let's be clear. Exactly. So I loved it for the action. It's definitely gory. If you've played the game, especially the recent ones where, you know, the graphics are actually better. It's it's over the top gore. Yeah, there's some there's some questionable choices as far as who dies and who lives. However, Let's also remember, like a comic book, this is a video game and nobody's ever truly dead and they can always come oh. back. So hmm. for those who were a little salty about a certain character dying, if you weren't paying attention to the dialogue, I'm not, I'm not trying not to spoil things, but the other character was like, death is just a different portal. So hello, what do portals do? They open and you can walk through them. So, oh, woo, so it's kind of like a multiverse. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's different realms in Mortal Kombat. So yeah. death is just another realm. So stop. But anyways, if you want to be entertained with blood, guts and gore, fan of the game, I think you can get past the weak storyline and just enjoy the guts of it literally to be be honest that's my problem with critics most of the time anyway and and we've talked about this a little bit before too like it just you know you have the critics that like we've been in the theaters when it's award season and they're going and they're watching and it's like Mm -hmm. there's literally no reaction they don't laugh when normal people are laughing they're not showing an emotion when the the rest of the normal people are showing emotions right and as a also critic I disagree a lot of times with the majority of the critic reviews. And I think it's because I actually, not that they all don't have hearts or brains or an ounce of humanity, but they all go into it looking for something, not to be just quote unquote critical, but like literally go into it for something to hate. Like they have every intention of just, I'm not going to like this movie because it was this director or it was this studio or it was this storyline or it's this franchise whatever it is and they right don't even take a moment to actually look at the material and watch it and think about it and analyze it they literally just go into it with an objective about what they plan to write before they ever look at it right and I, I try not to do that even when I think it's going to be great and then it turns out not to be and I'm like oh dang now I gotta write something that's oof or it was trash but I still try to find something that was positive about it because honestly, like it might've been trash in my opinion, but it's just my opinion, which is also the whole point of being a film critic. Exactly. It's all opinion. And just like, you know, the word we can't say on here because we're family friendly, like something else, 
you know, it's like opinions. Everybody has one. So, exactly. you know. <sighs> so, yeah. I know. I'm looking forward to Mortal Kombat. Oscar worthy or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. But, if I mean, if you just want some good old-fashioned butt-kicking rated R stuff, you got it. Yes. <laughs> Adult films. You know what else I'm looking forward to is finishing Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Ooh, I have um, not started this, so I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. So I haven't read the books. Daughter is a huge fan. She, yeah, she's read the books. They're one of her favorite series. She has a handful. She just loves that kind of, that genre. But it's a new series that dropped on Netflix, and it was super anticipated. I think the people, and I'll say people, I think for the most part, it's, that younger generation. I'm way too old for their group. No, but um, a lot of Gen Z, a lot of millennial. I mean, some Gen Xers for sure, but I don't think that's necessarily the, you know, their main demographic, but it's an eight episode season that dropped Friday, 23rd. Uh, We actually had the privilege of joining a special preview online the night before where we got to see some of the cast members and the producer and the author, Lee Bardugo, I think is how you say her name. Uh, and they just kind of chatted a little bit about the show, the behind the scenes. We got a little sneak peek at the first episode. So it dropped Friday. It was number one all weekend, still today. So I'm about an episode and a half in because, you know, I, I also, you know, work, have a life, and I'm an adult, those types of things. Now, I'm just going to have you do the math on this for one moment. It dropped at like midnight on Friday. My kids go to school, right? There's online school. Right. By the time we sat down for dinner on Friday night, which ended up being like six o'clock, my oldest daughter said to my youngest, oh, do you want to watch Shadow and Bone? And I was like, oh, wait, I want to watch it too. And I said, how far in are you? And she goes, oh, well, I've already watched the whole thing. I'm just rewatching it so Abby can watch it. And I looked at her and I said, didn't you have class today? And she goes, well, yeah, but I got up early. And then I watched it in between all my classes. And I was like, I call baloney. And I'm pretty sure you just didn't pay attention to half of your school today. And if I catch you doing that again, we're going to have some issues. But apparently it was so good that somebody decided she was basically not going to do any of her schoolwork and just binge right through the series. <laughs> so I'm dead. But I also you know, appreciate her dedication. <laughs> oh, gr- dude, she was like, yeah, no, she set her alarm and got up like, it's, I think she said seven o'clock and, you know, and to be fair, she starts school at 11. So, I mean, that was like four hours. She was halfway done <laughs> before school started, I guess. But still, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if you put that much dedication into your actual schoolwork, girl, don't even get me started on that. This could turn yeah. into a parenting podcast on this topic alone. Um, no kidding. But yeah, if so anybody who doesn't really know about the show, because I mean, I I think if you don't really watch like Netflix and the ads or like that's not your book genre. So it's based on this best-selling set of novels, Grishaverse is the land. So Shadow and Bone is in a war-torn world where the quote-unquote lowly soldier and um, an orphan named Alina Starkov has unleashed an extraordinary power that could be the key to setting her country free. And so there's like the threat of the, they call it the shadow fold. And so she's taken from everything she knows to go train as part of this elite army of magical soldiers known as the Grisha. 
And she basically struggles to kind of like hone her power. She also finds that there are allies and enemies, sometimes one and the same. I think we all know how that goes. And then that nothing in their wild, lavish world is what it seems to be. There are other forces at play, including a crew of these very charismatic criminals. And it, you know, basically is just going to take a lot more than her magic powers to kind of get through this whole thing. And it is, I will say that like, the cinematography is very beautiful. It's very, it's almost Bridgerton meets Supernatural in that kind of romanticized Victorian meets like this dark moody, the color scheme and palette almost reminds me of Snowpiercer with a touch more earthy, if that makes sense. It's got lots of that kind of like darker blue, brown, black tones to it in terms of like the moody photography, but with more of like, yeah, that kind of like Victorian older, like kind of clothing styles. It's interesting, but it's be- it's beautiful. It's really well done. And it's very clear that it's like in a foreign land. And Did you say Ben Barnes? Because I don't, I don't think you said Ben Barnes. <laughs> He's why I'm intrigued. I love him. Oh no, I didn't say Ben Barnes. Oh, that's so funny. No. <laughs> My answer said nothing to do with Ben Barnes, but yes, Ben Barnes is in it. Dude, that was like the part you left out. (laughs) I left it out. Okay, so apparently I'm supposed (laughs) to not tell you anything about the show and just tell you that Ben Barnes is in it. (laughs) I mean, you got to hook people, Jana. Come on. It's like when I forgot to tell you that Tim Tim Rosen Rosen Rosen, yeah, (laughs) is in Wyatt Earp. Yeah, I know. I remember. I'm aware. See, I'm not going to let her do you dirty, oh my listeners of the hilarious. Geek Girls Universe podcast. Oh, my goodness. She's like, yeah, the lighting no. is great. And I'm like, yeah, but Ben Barnes. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> He's grown up so much since, you know, the, he was Prince Caspian or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yep. Ben Barnes is in there. His accent, too. Mm. Well, as long as his accent's also there, I'm going with that yeah yeah yeah. it is because i get really salty when they can't use their accents like henry cavill constantly i mean with the witcher he does yes when he's superman he's talking american and i'm just like do you not realize that this man needs to talk with his natural accent Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a little salty about it it's fine what other news did we get oh falcon and the winter soldier might be over but one, they're already talking about a season two. And two, they're talking about a Captain America 4, which will feature Sam Wilson's Captain America. It. So head writer of Falcon Winter Soldier, Malcolm Spellman, is set to write the screenplay along with another staff writer for this new Captain America movie. We don't know anything about it. I'm guessing and hoping, I guess. Not guessing. I want. <laughs> Bucky Barnes in this movie and if Bucky doesn't join Sam I think we riot right oh for sure I mean it's just like a duo that has to happen I would also like to campaign for more winter soldier merchandise um dude you and me both I think you, me, and pretty much every person I've seen comment on Disney's, <laughs> shop Disney's uh, social channels. Yes. It's, I mean, I don't understand how they messed that up so badly. I love you, Disney. 
you need more Winter Soldier stuff. So that's what I'm, I'm going to campaign for. And we're coming up on it. I don't think we're allowed to talk about it yet, but we kind of mentioned it last week, the Bad Batch. Because I oh, saw yeah, some people can't... super sad that we have to wait for Loki, and I'm sad too. Because yes. I want Tom Hiddleston all day, every day <laughs> on my screen. We can talk about the Bad Batch next week, right? May 3rd? Is that next yeah. Monday? Yeah. 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 So that's when the embargo lists. I'm excited. But we have seen the premiere episode, which is 70 minutes long, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, the second episode. So um, Mm -hmm. we also got a chance to interview Dee Bradley Baker, who is the voice of all the clones. And it was awesome because he dropped into Wrecker's voice for like a split second. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Um, so we can't say anything, but I'll say it's great. And I'll say it'll be a nice it'll be nice to have it while we wait for Loki. I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed. No. Nope. I think it's going to be a great. Mm-hmm. We may or may not have spent at least 20 minutes before recording this looking for <laughs> Uh, was it only 20 <laughs> it i mean it might like have an been, hour it might have been longer I'll have to look at it was you. 20 minutes talking <laughs> and then like 30 minutes before just chatting because <laughs> we're looking for you know we like to disney bound and we like to uh <laughs> have some fun with our uh, nerdy outfits uh mm-hmm. so yeah so we may or may not have spent a lot of time before hitting record yeah confirmation of my uh, amazon says we did (laughs) (laughs) yes uh same (laughs) so i can't wait to talk about it next week though because i've been i've been wanting to talk about it but you know i know we we only have each other to talk with so it's like so true i'll be excited to talk to others Mm -hmm. and to share about it and so also i think because I guess we're just going to jump all over the place. Sorry, this is like random train of thought Monday. It just occurred to me <laughs> that... That's what happens when they take away our shows. Like now we're just like, oh, wait, we're picking up pieces of things. Whereas normally we have these very like clear progressions of information where it's like this flows into this and whatnot. And today it's just like all the random pieces we're playing pickup. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that because I'm like all over the place with... Uh... with my thoughts but like literally I had a Dory moment where I'm like ooh something shiny where (laughs) over there okay so my Dory moment is this Chloe Zhao I hope I'm saying that correctly uh won best director last night so I wonder if that means we're going to get the Eternals trailer sometimes. You know, <laughs> I also wondered if there would be a tie-in to that somehow, knowing that there was this other spotlight happening, that they wouldn't be promoting these other things until the spotlight off that was kind of dimmed a little bit. Yeah. They also wouldn't want the Eternals spotlight to overtake that spotlight, but also didn't want the Eternals to get kind of lost underneath since I think as we were talking before it's not as well known of a Marvel property. True. I'm just I'm curious if we'll get it sooner or sometime in the next like two weeks. Gosh I hope so. And I wonder see I'll see here's the rabbit hole right so we're starting with like the Eternals trailer. I wonder because we just talked about the Bad Batch (laughs) with May the 4th be with you. Are we also going to get something for the book of Boba Fett? I hope so. I mean, uh, I feel same. like on May the 4th, they'll drop something, right? 
I feel like, like that seems to. like a or maybe the yeah, Obi Wan series, like something, <gasps> something that would be nice, something. But I feel like Book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett because it's supposed to come this year. Mm-hmm. That that'll be mm-hmm. maybe a tease, just a tease. Even yeah, just a little. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. So just uh, I guess because I just want more trailers, so I'm like, yeah, just give me some more trailers, Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars. Right. I'll take it. I'm waiting. Not so patiently. We did get the West Side Story teaser last night. Yes, we Which as a theater nerd, and I know you're a theater nerd too, and I was like, yes, I like it. (laughs) Yes, that was amazing. The other thing to note, I think, about Chloe Zhao, she was the first woman of color to win the award and the second woman, I think, to win ever. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast and going down those rabbit holes and random trains of thoughts with us. (laughs) Join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news and all about the Bad Batch. As always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter, Whiskey and Sunshine, and at that Ashley Heron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for joining us this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your place for the latest geek and fandom news. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.